Hello, hello, and welcome again to the Fo- Fancy Football Fortunes Podcast, featuring me, Sam Graham, and my best friend and co-host, hey, Al hey. Kerman. How you doing, buddy? Another day in paradise. Uh, survived the hurricane, so uh, all safe and sound here. Prayers go out to everyone affected on the, yeah. uh, the West Coast. They definitely got the brunt of it. Um, apologize for last week. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, sorry about last week. Honestly, you guys, we were about 60, we were literally 60 seconds into our recordings before uh, Herman here lost his power. Like wind swirling outside. I was like, Sam, just ends up. I may lose power. Literally, as I said, it lost power. So uh, that was that. Um, super fun. Uh, but here we are. Another week. Another uh, beautiful set of NFL games. Um, Sam, what did you like about it? What did you not like? Uh, the Vikings won. That was pretty cool. And well, oh, first off, just besides being a homer, that London great game was, was a great. great game. game. Oh, win or win or lose the that would have been a great football game to display how exciting football can be overseas, and especially finishing on a double doink like that. That was pretty. Oh, you know, pretty great insane. Ending. Great ending. Yeah, that was a fantastic game to have. It's the only game on because um, I could watch the whole thing. <laughs> Wait, you go. I watched. I watched the first half in bed. It was awesome. All right, but now this week we get the Packers and Giants in London. That should be an interesting one. I don't know if I'm waking up early for that one. I'll read about it in the papers afterwards. Probably not be as exciting, but uh, <laughs> yeah, right. I'll watch it. <laughs> but. But anyway, so let's get into, let's just get straight into the show today. Sound good? Beautiful. Cool, cool. Well, we're going to start all over. We're going to try to keep it uh, position-centric right now instead of our sporadic talking we've been doing the last three weeks, which has not been not been entertaining. But we're going to try to keep to position to position. Um, we're going to be starting with quarterbacks, then naturally moving on to the wide receivers. Uh, we'll follow that up with the running backs and then go tight end kicker. The reason I'm being weird and explaining the whole process is remember that one time you mentioned people might want to skip through our episodes? This kind of gives them an idea for the format of how we're going to go forward. Until me and you throw it out the window, but we'll get there <laughs> yeah, when we get no there. Yeah, promises. <laughs> <laughs> But so cool. all right, well, let's start with quarterbacks. Um, obviously, going into these projections, you'll see the top names of Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. Top of the projected. Obviously, if you have any of those, or may, pretty much any uh, top player in the top ten, you're going to be starting them. Um, some surprising names that I'm seeing, and when I look in the top ten, um. Well, first off, I will say my boy Carson Wentz has fallen from being a top three quarterback back to where we can kind of expect his ceilings in the top nine. You know, since week two, since uh, the end of I week two. <laughs> and um, I will say quarter, almost quarter of the season way through, I am surprised to see Geno Smith. He's actually made himself um, up in the top ten of receivers in fantasy points per game. Um, yeah, and if I look, I'm just going to see because I'm looking at pass attempts. Granted, he still is 16th, so he's pretty much right in the middle of starting receiver or quarterbacks and pass attempts. And when I'm looking at yards, I'm not really seeing anything. Oh, he's 10th in yards, too. So he's really right on that lower end of 
about quarterback one through four weeks and pretty much all stat lines, which I'll just be honest is surprising to me. We're still on Carson Wentz. No, no, Geno Smith. I'm talking about Geno Smith. Geno right Smith. Yeah, I uh, agree. He had an amazing game. Um, well, yeah, yeah, that one game against the Detroit Lions was insane. There were so many yards. At one point, there was like over seven. Well, I think finished over 750 yards between Goff and Geno Smith. So I think Smith. this is a good thing to just pick up on. Detroit is scoring at historic rate right now. They're like through four weeks, they're like the the highest scoring offense, which sounds weird saying because the Detroit Lions since like the 1900s, somewhere in that range. So it's been a while. Um, they're killing it. They're just absolutely killing it. Yeah. Yeah. And, but now he's going to be going up against the Seahawks. Um, I think if you wanted to like right now, Geno Smith might look like a good streaming candidate because of his current status. But uh, right with the Seahawks, or uh, going against New Orleans, um, with Marshawn Lattimore, and honestly, the Saints have been really effective again. Uh, I think against the quarterback until I look at the stats, they're I been, guess. But you know, with my their secondary is solid. They have a really good secondary. Yeah, their defense has been pretty good this year. Uh, and to your point, like because Detroit is the highest scoring offense, the key is going to be to play. Their, their defense is not that good. Play the teams playing Detroit. Like this week, it's the Patriots. It may yeah. seem weird, but like start your Patriots because I have a feeling they're going to have to score a lot of points. The defense is going to be let them do it. Um, uh, so yeah, but pivot. So Bailey Zappi is he worth a start for you if Mac Jones has to sit out? So rough. I hope you have an yeah. option, but like in terms of streaming, the low end quarterbacks are pretty. They all play pretty decent defenses this year or this week, excuse me. Um, so like. If you're in a pinch, I don't necessarily think it's a bad move. If you were in a super flex league, I could see it a lot more than in a t- typical, you For know sure. what I mean? For sure. I mean, expect, you know, 200 yards, I'd say, and a couple touchdowns. Like, don't expect anything game-breaking, but I don't think he'll kill you. But to your point, I don't think you can start Gino this week. Like, yes, he's been very good, but I do think a lot of it was like last week. A lot of it was just because of that defense and the way the game played out. I don't. You can't necessarily expect that for this week. I think it'll be a lot, a lot less points on the board. Period. And Mac Jones did return to practice in a limited fashion today, so something to keep your eye on. But he is trending towards playing at the moment. Awesome. That's really good news. So that's. I'll definitely be playing Matt Jones then. Um, how do you feel about Trevor Lawrence against Houston? I kind, I, I am honestly a little pro Trevor Lawrence this week. For sure, I am too. Uh, I mean, Houston defense is not good. Uh, I worry a little bit about game script. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars have been better than advertised this year, and um, I, you know, they have two capable running backs. Like, I could see a world and where they go up. I mean, similar situation happened last week. They went up 14 early. And they've been doing that this year pretty consistently where they're going up early. Uh, and Trevor Lawrence just isn't having a throw in those games as much as you'd like. Um, and so, like, I... So now, here's actually, a fu- here's actually a fun statistic. Um, out of passing TDs in the top 12... There's only two quarterbacks with less than a thousand passing yards. Oh, I guess three or two. 
Yeah, in the top 12, there's two quarterbacks with less than 1,000 passing yards that have their time for most TDs. Those two are, or three if you go in the end, Aaron Rodgers, Trevor Lawrence, and Lamar Jackson are the only three quarterbacks who have thrown six or more passing touchdowns without 1,000 yards. Yeah, and um, Trevor Lawrence, I think he turned it over five times last game. I mean, he was turning it over a lot. Um like I think you can play him. Like play absolutely. You're playing him over Mac Jones. I think this week. Like I think you you have to play him. I mean, you, you drafted him decently high. Um, trying to think of what my line would be for where you'd sit him. Uh, but I mean, the matchup's too tasty, right? Like there is a world in where Houston keeps ground in this game, and then uh, Lawrence is going to just have to throw. Um, I guess is they're more balanced than they were last time, though, because. You see the five turnovers on the box, or the yeah, five turnovers by Trevor Lawrence on the box score. The coaching staff is going to think, God, we're giving him the, we got to limit his touches on the ball just so he doesn't have the opportunity to do that again. Um, my guess is there's a little bit of a, a push toward the run this week, just based on how it looked toward the end last week. I, I just am going to put out there um, before he played Philadelphia last week, he had only thrown one interception and he was averaging over 250 yards and two touchdowns again. Jags are good, man. That was, be- that was before last week against Philadelphia, but no one has been played well against Philadelphia. And I don't think he'll throw picks in this game. Like, I don't think he'll turn it over like he did. I just worry about the game script. If they're going to focus on not turning the ball over due to how many times they turned it over last week and they're going to get back to the run. Uh, I think they only rushed it. They rushed it very few times last game. Um, and so my guess is they go more balanced. And then if they go up, the only fear is that they then just run it into the ground. Um, that would be my only fear with him. But again, I think the matchup's too tasty. I think you probably have to play it. All right. So are you going to be going with Trevor Lawrence? Or are we going to be looking at Derek Carr, who's going to be playing against the Kansas City Chiefs? Oh. If you had to stream Sorry, one of those two options, you, I was going to say Chiefs have given up the six most points per game in, uh, to quarterbacks. Um, I'm going to check it here, but it looks like they may have even get yeah they've given up the fifth most yards as well. I'm just so positive the game script is going to be like they're going to have to shoot out. I mean, if the the Raiders are going to score, they're going to keep up, points, right? They have to. Whereas I could see you know maybe thirty just to win the game. Um, Whereas the Houston Texans game easily could be this fourteen to zero gross game. Oh, and here here's another fun fact. So this is actually what's going to sell me on Derek Carr and might actually have to affect my DFS lineup I had already set for myself. Um, the Chiefs have allowed ten uh, passing touchdowns already this season. They're averaging over two passing touchdowns allowed to the quarterback each game. So. Something that I think that that actually is probably the most blaring statistic to me that will make me say, go Derek Carr. Yeah, I think he's a great play this week. Um, yeah, I don't dispute any of that. He's a great play this week. <laughs> Kansas City's historically kind of let, let up the pass, too. So, so have, and Pat Mahomes makes you have to throw. So I, I love any kind of matchup against the Chiefs for sure. So here's the stat line, and I'm gonna. So here's Derek Carr. He is 154 attempts on 94 completions, 1,038 yards, and six touchdowns. So here's the question: 
This other quarterback has 155 attempts, but 106 receptions with only 20 more yards at 10th, uh, 1,058 and six touchdowns. Which, um, who do you think that other quarterback is? Don't just look at your stat I'm not sheet. Come on. The games. I'm just trying to remember who's quarterback teams. Kirk Cousins. Is Tom Brady actually has the suggestive basically, you know, a few more receptions, but only 20 more yards uh, on Derek Carr, and he's going against Atlanta. Atlanta has not necessarily been great against quarterbacks. I'm giving up. Oh, I've seen seven touchdowns. Let me just refresh that stat really quick. Giving up the 11th most points per game to quarterbacks right now. So, honestly... Are you starting Tom Brady or are you starting Derek Carr? The same question. Um, I have. I know my Derek answer. Carr. I'll see what you. Were. I think I will start Derek Carr over Tom Brady. I'm just too less confident week. that the Falcons. It's a bold move. I'm less confident the Falcons can keep up. The man's getting divorced. You have to imagine that messes with his mental game. It's Tom Brady. The dude is a little I do not actually. Yeah, I do not actually make mean to make fun of that. That's a pretty sh- <laughs> shitty thing for him to be going through. But. I, I don't know, man. I mean, he's. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. So enough about Tom. I'm done talking about Tom. We've been talking about Tom for 22 years. Tom, Derek, yeah, but I would start Derek Carr over Tom Brady this week if I was at if I was in that situation personally. So you know, who I kind of like as a sleep quarterback this week. Ryan Say it. Tannehill against the Washington Ooh. Commanders. This is oh, a man bro. that has not performed that well. Well, he hasn't been awful. He's been good for where you drafted him, but he was slept on in the draft. He goes against the Commanders here. He's without Traylon Burks. I get it. The situation doesn't seem good, but this Washington Commanders team is, I think, really bad. So <laughs> I'm confident that they're going to put up points against this bad Titans defense, and I think Tannehill's going to have to throw. And to back you up on that, the Commanders have given up the eighth most points per game to quarterbacks so far in fantasy, as well as being one of three teams that have allowed 10 uh, passing touchdowns to quarterbacks. Guess what? So we already talked about the Chiefs. Do you know what the third team is? That gives up the most? No, there's three teams that have allowed 10 touchdowns to be thrown against, passing touchdowns against them. One's the Chiefs, one's the Commanders. And the third is actually the Titans. It's Ah, the Titans. The other side of the ball in this game. So I'm actually curious if Carson Wentz isn't too bad of a play either. Because you might just be expecting a shootout between these uh, the Commanders and the Titans this year. I like that a lot. I do like like Carson Wentz this week as a a streaming option as well. Who would you start? Carson Wentz or uh, Tannehill? I'm not going to lie, just because uh, Wentz has his weapons healthy and ready to go, I think I will be going Carson Wentz on this one. We share a brain. That is the exact reason I would uh, go Carson Wentz as well. He has all his but, weapons. But And the Titans have given up the third most yards to quarterbacks through the air, and then the Commanders have given up the ninth. So, you know, they're all in that top ten, and I'll tell you right now, 70 yards makes up that difference is how tight that window of top ten uh, receiving yards are. Would you play Tom Brady over Carson Wentz? Or would you play Carson Wentz? Oh, that's a good one, man, because you yeah. might have both of them on your team. Um, 
Honestly, I would just go against... I would probably go with the Carson Wentz just because I truly believe that this uh, game is going to be a shootout. I, I bet I there's too. over... Th- I bet there's over 30 points scored on each side of the ball. So this was this one of the Titans first games I popped, team. This is one of the first games I popped open when I looked at the... to look at the box score and what the line was. 42 and a half points. That is a smash yeah. over. I, I would give that... Sure I would say that over, over too. I would say that over too for sure. That is a low line for a bunch of bad pass defenses. <laughs> right. And these yeah, quarterbacks so aren't thing- like, they're not the best, but they're not incompetent. Oh, hit a man when he's open. No. <laughs> oh, um, just because we're talking about the commanders, just want to put it out there. Brian Robinson practiced today. Props to you, my man. Congratulations. That's awesome. Wait, is that he might play? Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. So, like, I'm so happy that that's already out there, that yeah. he's already coming back, and not just because he's on my dynasty team. I hate injuries. I love watching players come back from injuries and something tragic like that. I'm so excited if we get to see you play in 2022, man. All right, so congratulations. That's awesome. We're not in the running back section, Sam. Otherwise, I make. I, we're about talking about that. And Antonio Gibson's work. <laughs> we're talking about the Commanders. I just had to throw it up there. No, um, Jimmy, you're Garopp- right. Jimmy Garoppolo. Do you have any interest in starting him this week, or like, would you, in a pinch? Like, so let's say. Uh, would you start Jimmy Garoppolo over either of the New Orleans uh, quarterbacks? Oh, man. That is a shitty option. Uh, you know, honestly, I don't think so. I really don't believe in Jimmy G all that much. The, can't, the Panthers' pass defense is a little bit better than advertised, too. Like we, we think of the Panthers as being pretty bad. They have a lot of talent on that defense, and it's, I don't think, a joke. So... Uh, I'm a little bit concerned for Garoppolo this week. Like Garoppolo will have weeks where he does all right, 15, 20 points, and then he'll have weeks where he throws three picks. We've seen it for years. So like I'm a little nervous on this one. He just came off a game where he looked great. I'd like to see a stretch of that before he goes against the team. So I, I honestly think I'd go like Andy Dalton over him. Fascinating. I'd for sure go Bailey Zappi over him. All right. Now, see, now we've set our floor. Now we kind of uh, know what range we're at. Got it. All right. Here is my question for you. Matthew Stafford has only played, has only had 101 passing attempts through four games. So he's barely averaging over 25, 784 yards, and not even averaging 200 yards a game. I'm looking at uh, Ryan Tannehill stats. Never mind. Matthew Stafford makes a little more sense here. My bad. To your um, point, Stafford has not been good. No, he's 27 points per game right now. You know who's above him in their one game, but they've only played one game? Is Zach Wilson. And he's <laughs> heading up against Miami right now. And Miami has given up the second most yards to quarterbacks uh, in the league and the second most points per game. They had that one week where Lamar Jackson went bananas against them. That probably skewed that a little bit. All um, right, let me let me let me just and Howard got, let me look at it. They have allowed over three hundred yards to. They allowed four hundred yards to Josh Allen, three hundred yards to Lamar Jackson, two hundred yards to uh, Mac Jones, and over two almost two hundred eighty-seven yards to Joe Burrow. 
Zach Wilson coming back. I want, uh, let me just double check, see what his uh, yards. He went 252 yards in his first game back. Are we expecting? Would you start Zach Wilson against a Dolphins D over Matthew Stafford? And I can't even remember. Let me. Yeah, uh, da- it's Dallas. They're playing. Yeah, uh, and that da- in Dallas. And so let me double check that on Dal the Cowboys. I'm afraid but, of Micah Parsons over there. That offensive line. Cowboys. Cowboys have released the fifth fewest points per game to quarterbacks. They've been pretty are you good. You said Matthew Stafford, or are you met doing uh, Zach Wilson? I'm starting Stafford still. I just I can't get behind Zach Wilson yet. Who did he play last week? I think you're stuck on a name, man. I think it was the Steelers. He played the Steelers last week. Their defense is all banged up. They're an awful team. Um, the Dolphins have also not been well against quarterbacks. I don't know what you're talking about. The Steelers are right in the middle in points per game. They're 16th. Steelers are nice, though, because you know they're not going to put up a lot of points. So your offensive play calling can be a little bit more conservative. Um, whereas against Miami, man, Zach Wilson's going to have to play to win. And well, I, I, I don't it, think he can I'm, handle the pressure yet. I'm just going to tell you this. So Mag, uh, the Steelers have actually played two of the three uh, same quarterbacks that Dolphins have had. And Mac Jones went 250, still got 250 yards. And Joe Burrow got still got 330. So they did produce similar numbers to what they did while playing the Dolphins and playing the Steelers. And I agree, but I think both of those quarterbacks you listed are better. Wasn't the question. Oh. Stafford or Zach Wilson? That was the question. Yeah. I'm still trying to sell you on Zach Wilson. I think Zach Wilson's a sneaky start this week. I'm just going to put it out there. I think he'll throw his interceptions, which is going to hurt his value. But I think, I bet that Zach Wilson gets over 20 points this week in fantasy. Which for what you're gonna, which is not yeah. great, but what you're if you're in a spot where you need to start Zach Wilson, you're gonna take it. You're selling me more on him. You definitely yeah. are. Yeah. All right. Stafford's been bad for sure. That's that's a tough yeah. one now that you place it like that. Because you're starting Lamar, you're starting Josh Allen, you're starting. Well, that's what I'm saying is like you've been relying on Matt Stafford because you drafted him and you're suffering. Zach Wilson is on the wire, or maybe you picked him up because you were like, I need some sort of quarterback. If you were stuck with Stafford and your only other option is Zach Wilson, I might start Zach Wilson over him this week just to try something new. The Jets have shown the willingness to throw it a million times. I don't know that they do that with Zach Wilson, but they'll let him throw it a lot. Um, they their their philosophy is I think they really don't care if he throws interceptions, which is kind of the problem with his interception numbers. But they let him throw and get comfortable and don't punish him for the bad plays. You know what I mean? So let me throw this one at you: Do you like him at Miami or do you like Aaron Rodgers at the Giants more? Honestly, like I said, um, I kind of want to take I kind of want to take the shot on Zach Wilson and just see what he does this year. This Fair week. I'm, I'm I'm just fascinated enough with I want to I will start Zach Wilson over Aaron Rodgers just because I trust Zach Wilson's receivers a lot more than I trust Aaron Rodgers receivers. And so, the Giants have like the best defense against uh receivers wide receivers and quarterbacks right now. So, just because teams haven't needed to throw it on them probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, here's an interesting one that I actually really like this week. Jacoby Brissett against the Chargers. What do you think about that? Man, 
You know why I hate that? Because I have the Chargers defense in so many leagues, and I like hate like gotta get rid of them. But I have so much faith that they're actually good and just not playing well. I hear you. I hear you. But they've been shootout kind of games that have been going on. They've been so bad. And they got trounced by the Jaguars. You know what I mean? It's not like it's only good teams. It's like they've been beaten by average teams. And Jacoby's been playing decent. I mean, he's been putting Mm -hmm. up doable fantasy weeks for sure. Jacoby Brissett and Teddy Bridgewater are kind of in that same caliber to me. Is they're like just team, they're just offense managers. They can run a team, you know. And Jimmy Garoppolo is yeah. kind of the top of that tier. Where like you know, and like Agreed. the next level would be like Kirk Cousins. Like I can manage a team. I can do sh- stuff. I can scheme. I can play. But like I'm not gonna win you a game. Yeah. Yep. Kirk Cousins like. I can run an offense of high power. It just has like the high powered offense and like scheming ability. And he actually is accurate. But my one thing about Kirk Cousins, and this is a NFL quarterback, not a fantasy quarterback thing, is yes, the man caves under pressure a lot. You know? Yeah, yeah no, definitely. Um, but so would you play Brissett over someone like Jimmy Garoppolo this week? Would I what? Play Brissett over Jimmy Garoppolo? You know, you kind of are talking to me about that. And I just have a hard time with Jacoby's uh, low. You know, he's averaging less than 200 yards a game right now. He's putting I mean, his his attempts are crazy. That's because of his rushing ability. He's rushed for 80 yards. And a score already, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I don't care how he gets it. He's only thrown four touchdowns. He's averaging, like, barely 200 yards a game right now. And, you know, but his throws are up there. He's throwing over 30 times, over 32 times a game. And he's going to have to throw a lot this game. Chargers going to score. I just think this is where I'm – so I'm sticking with the Chargers defense in my leagues this year, this week, because I think this is the game they can show up. Interesting. So I'm nervous about Jacoby Brissett. I will say I will go with the floor of Jimmy Garoppolo over the ceiling of Jacoby Brissett. I would definitely flip-flop that. You think that Brissett has the better floor? No, not floor or ceiling. I just think Brissett has the better week. Well, I'd say, I'd, I'd say that's not possible. Yeah. I'd just rather take the guaranteed Jimmy G points over the potential... Jacoby Brissett points. I hear you. I hear you. All right. That's enough of shitty quarterbacks. <laughs> Other can, shitty quarterbacks God. to consider and look past are Marcus Mariota. I forgot that eventually to move forward, one of us has to just say that. Yeah. All right. So let's go to the guys they're throwing to. Wide receivers. Um, I, in one of my leagues, picked up Devin Duvernay this week as a little stash piece. Because I feel like he has really shown his ability to make plays. And is one injury from being a highly targeted, highly looked for wide receiver. Not that we ever pray for injuries. I hate injuries in football. I wish they never happened. But Devin DuVernay has actually impressed me as a waiver wire ad this week. And um, I'm getting him after the wire has run. But I'm just going to say in two weeks he's going to be picked up. It would be my prediction. I would say, so if you're trying to get someone early before they pop off, 
get Devin Duvernay right now. If you have the space, I'm not going to be dropping anyone for him. I'm not going to be dropping like, I'm not like, you know, obviously not Amari Cooper, but like I might even hold on to Noah Brown over him right now. That's a kind of a toss up for me. That depends on if you're in a way on a dynasty league or not. I do like the, I actually like that a lot in my deeper leagues. I'm going to go look if he's on the wire. Um, I, I like yeah. it a lot, though, just because Rashad Bateman might get injured 100%. And there's obviously unforeseen upside with DuVernay if that happens. DuVernay is super athletic. He's their kick and punt returner as well. So, And we've seen his ability to make big plays. So he's going to slot into that Bateman role well if that does happen. Um, and then, you know, you're tied to Lamar Jackson, man. I mean, you're with the most explosive person in the NFL right now. Um, that's a great spot to be in. I mean, you're always number two to Mark Andrews. But, you know, that's a good – still – the two target that you're getting off the waiver wire is a good good option. He honestly has so, standalone value this week, even if Rashad Bateman doesn't get injured. Because against Cincinnati, actually, there's gonna be a lot of points on the board. Actually, here's something fascinating. They are Bateman at thirty eight and Duvernay at thirty wide receiver thirty nine on the season. Yeah, but they hate Bateman. Yeah, well here so he, he, here's here's where this gets hard. And this is why I think Duvernay is on his way to maybe even take over. Rashad Bateman has 22 targets. Devin Duvernay has 13. Rashad Bateman has 11 receptions. Devin Duvernay has 12. Now, Bateman has 240 yards, 243 yards compared to Duvernay's uh, 172. But Duvernay has more touchdowns. And has been used on two rushing attempts, which, you know, it doesn't mean a whole lot. But if they're trying to do a trick play, it looks like they're looking at Duvernay as their speedster over Bateman. He's for sure like a Curtis Samuel, Debo Samuel type of build. I mean, he's he's that kind of guy. The reason his catch percentage is higher is because he's working the flats uh, and working the shorter routes or going super deep. Uh, and then if he's covered, he's not getting targeted. Bateman's making, I mean... Bateman's the clue guy. No, 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 no. I'm not saying the but I'm not even saying start this week, but I'm just saying like as just like looking at these stat lines, I'm interested in having Devin Duvernay on my rosters right now. Agreed. And every year this dude has flashed just a little bit to make you kind of look at him, but not really pick him up. And I'm starting to think just like watching him play on the field that this might second half of the year, this dude might uh really show up. So if you're just looking for, if you have an extra garbage spot and you're just looking for something, someone to throw in there, see what happens. He is my biggest candidate of see what happens right now. I want to say he got a special teams touchdown too. Uh, I may be wrong on that, but um, if that's I the case, that's always kind of nice upside as well. I was going to say if he, yeah, if he's their kick returner, you know what I mean? He for sure is. I think it was. Yeah. Well, yeah this that's, year. that's what I mean. Yeah. So it's nice to get that an opportunity. Um, but yeah, I love him as a stash. Um, um, and you know who's right above them that I also really like is Greg Dortch. But once again, Hopkins is coming back, so I think he's only a dynasty stash. I would not be putting money on him in any redraft leagues right now. I don't even know that he's necessarily a dynasty stash. I think his time's kind of come and gone. He, uh, he had a much worse week this week. Rondell Moore was back. So Rondell Moore worked more of his routes for sure. Um, and Greg Dorch is not a young – I don't think he's a young guy. He's been in the league for a while, if I remember correct. Oh, I thought he was new. 
I'm gonna have to confirm anyway, that. I'll I'll look that up while you keep moving on. Um, but yeah, so uh, you know, Rondell Moore's coming back. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is coming back. I just don't think there's going to be a big enough piece of the pie for Dorch anymore. And if he is old, I'm not even sure he's a dynasty stash. Um, well, I guess he's 24. All right. Oh, okay. He's younger than I thought, though. Yeah. I, I, I don't know who I was going to I think I was getting to mix up with DeAndre Carter, who's a lot. He's like 29. He's so much older than I expected him to be. Um, regardless, I don't know that you can start Dorch this week just because Rondell Moore's back. If Rondell Moore sits, oh, no. by all means. But um, – Sorry, I'm not even thinking start set right now. I can move. I can move up on that. I'm thinking. I was looking more, a lot more at the, um, uh, just like who might be on your waiver wire if you have an empty roster spot for you. For receivers. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, another receiver that uh, is probably on your waiver wire that's interesting, just depending on how the injuries look. Marcus Callaway, man. Um, he's had a couple of decent weeks now. Like, I want to say ten points. They've been looking to him more, uh, and when Michael Thomas as, injured, as long as Michael Thomas is gone, I was gonna say, as yeah. Michael Thomas is back, don't think about Callaway. Hundred percent. And um, I'm actually gonna cut you off there because I was about to go the exact opposite way or same way with it and say that Chris Olave is really starting to show off. I just did it. He's calcul- He's on pace right now to have over 1,400 yards on the season. Oh, I know. For for, for rookie is sweet. He got his first touchdown last week. Um, he's looking legit. I think Chris Olave is a dude who whose production can only expect to go up. Um, he's gotten double digit targets in two of the last three weeks. He's being produ- He's averaging honestly. Last three week oh, yards per catch average sixteen sixteen point three 16.8. Like when he gets the ball in his hands, he does. He's very consistent in what he does. So I'm actually really growing into a Chris Olave fan. And I bet that. Sorry, fuck, I'm burping a lot. <laughs> um, I'm a Chris Olave fan, and I if if the price is right, I'd be looking to get him, and I would feel comfortable starting him this week. Because who do we decide the Saints are playing? Saints play we the Seahawks, but I think yeah, I think Olave is in the category that you can start him every week, regardless who he's playing at this point. Right, yeah. right. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. He is in that next spot, but like. If he's on your team, he wasn't drafted for that. You for know what sure. I mean? I mean, it's the same situation that we're in, which with the other Ohio State receiver drafted, Garrett Wilson, man. I mean, both of them played for the same team. They're breaking out in the same kind of way on their respective teams. They both have fucking wheels. They both run sub four fours. Um, I mean, they both look like absolute studs. If you did either, I think you need to shoot your shot right now on either one of them because they're only going up. In value, uh, and I don't see it stopping. And this, so, Seahawks have been pretty like they've allowed less than 150 yards per game right now to uh, receivers. They've only allowed 592 on the year. But Josh Reynolds went for 81. Brandon Ayuk went for 63. Uh, Jerry Judy went for 102. Like the first, the top wide receiver was, and two of those names scored. Or three of those names scored. Or Drake London scored. So the wide receiver one is also scored in three of those weeks. So For sure. And again, like, you know, you play Chris Olave, period, at this point. He's doing yeah. better than someone you started because he's doing so goddamn well. Um, would you start him or Garrett Wilson this week if you had to make a choice? I would start Chris Olave over Garrett Wilson. 
you know, matter all that stuff I said about uh, Zach Wilson, um, I think he's going to have to spread the ball out to beat Miami because, you know, and so I would go Chris Olave over Garrett Wilson this week. Interesting. I think I'd probably go the opposite route, but it's close for sure. Are you going to go Garrett Wilson or Amari Cooper or Chris Olave or Amari Cooper? I'm going Chris Olave. Are you going to go Chris Olave or Mike Pittman? Oh, man. I, there I you know. Go in, point, in points per game, they're only four places apart, and C.D. Lamb and T. Higgins are behind them, and D.K. Metcalf is right under Chris Olave. Just to give you an idea of like what kind of company he's in, goes Corlin Sutton, Michael Pittman, C.D., T. Higgins, Chris, Olave, D.K. Metcalf. Yeah, all of those are amazing. You know what I mean? And then no, Jacoby Myers sure. And like I think I play Pittman just on the sole basis that I've seen him do it longer, and I think it could be more consistent. Like literally, that would be the only decision maker there. Um, but that would be a really tough call. I think they're both fantastic. This will be a harder one, but I'm pretty sure I know where you're going to go with. Is a Curtis Samuel or Chris Olave? Ah, Chris Olave. Yeah. Really. Yep. Yeah. Fascinating. I just I. I think he's so much better. They're force feeding the ball right now, too. Well, they're so Chris, Chris Samuel t- uh, currently has one more target than Olave does. I, but I, Curtis I Samuel has also not broken 50 yards the last two weeks while also losing his scoring. Uh, like, not he scored the first two weeks and he got over 50 yards the first two weeks, and he doesn't have done either of those two things the last two. So, I'm getting a little slower on. Curtis Samuel and starting to look towards other ways. So I would agree with you. I'll go Chris Olave over Curtis Samuel it's this the, week. It's the Washington offense, man. I mean, he, he's absolutely a byproduct of the offense. Uh, but we just talked about how we think that game is going to be a shootout against the Titans. No, so definitely. now we're kind of going against ourselves. So I am actually going to switch my answer again say Curtis Samuel over Chris Olave. And we can make one of our fictitious bets that have no wage or, or repercussions. And the only reason I'm not doing that is because Chris Olave is so goddamn good. I like Curtis Samuel a lot this week, but you, you can't bench Curtis. You can't bench Chris Olave right now. Like, you just can't do it. He's coming off of like two twenty-plus point, you know, close to twenty-point weeks in his rookie season with the starting wide receiver still injured. Like my God, play him, rake it in. <laughs> Does that change? Does any of your answer change if Michael Thomas is playing? For sure. Yeah, it adjusts. It, it adjusted a bit. I mean, I, I, I would for sure. Hmm, it'd probably be even close for me to play Curtis Santa. Maybe not. Maybe not. I think I play him regardless. I'd take the shot on upside there. What about someone like Alan Lazard? Chris Olave. I'm going that. Personally. Okay, yeah. well, sorry. I want. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. I want to start a new line. Oh, I got of you. Questioning. Yeah, yeah. I want to start a new. I want to talk about something else. Dubs is doing good, right? But Alan Lazard in the last three weeks has scored a touchdown, scored a touchdown, gone for over a hundred yards. You know, so he has been productive in each of his weeks. Not necessarily getting him the same way, but he's getting you a decent amount of points. Just like week two, I feel like it's hard to count because he was just forcing himself back from injury, right? But like he's steadily, he's steadily increased his snap counts. He's increased his target load. He increased his yards each week. He just didn't get a touchdown last week. Um, How do you feel about him going against the Jet Giants? Going uh, starting number one, and starting him over someone like Tyler Lockett. 
Yeah, I would, start... I would probably start him over Tyler Lockett. Um, Even though Tyler Lockett has actually been pretty impressive this year. Yeah, um, he's got, he, besides his lack of ability to get in the end zone, and he's only had one red zone target so far this year. He it. has, over the last three weeks, not gone less than 75 yards. He's gone 107, 76, and 91. Um, Double-digit targets in each of those. And if you really average it out, he's averaging 10 targets a week in the last three weeks. For so sure. his production is crazy. He's just not getting in the end zone. Yeah, no, 100%. I expect this Seattle-New Orleans game to be pretty low scoring. I, mean, I just think in terms of, like, total pie, you know, points on the board, Alan Lazard needs a touchdown to make it happen, uh, you know, is what, we're, what we know. I think he has a much better shot of falling in the end zone. Um, yeah, uh, Saints have actually only like allowed it. one uh, touchdown, two wide receivers this year in general. And, like, don't or, expect sorry. the Seahawks to score 40 points again. Two. My bad. My mistake. Two. And so, yeah. Don't expect the Seahawks to score 40 points. Like, that is not going to be a consistently happening thing. That was a huge outlier. They're so going to be a 20-point team. So you'd be looking at Alan Lazard over Tyler Lockett this week? Yes. My question for you is, would you go Romeo Dubs over Alan Lazard? No, I, I love Lazard. Um, I think he's the one that has the most trust on that team of Aaron Rodgers right now. And what we know with Aaron Rodgers' receivers is having the trust guarantees you your target volume. Have you seen that Romeo Dub stat line, though, last two weeks? He's been looking good, man. <laughs> I no, I understand. I'd have to, Let me uh, double-check it. Last two weeks, he got 47 yards. In his, he's gotten two scores. Right. He got two 100%. scores last week. But the target volume is good. Catch rate's good. Alan, uh... If you just swap those last two weeks, um, what's his name? Alan Lazard hasn't beaten every category. Okay. Yeah, fair if enough. You mix their, if you mix their last two weeks' stats, Alan Lazard has Romeo Dubs beaten each one. He's also scored a touchdown. Okay, besides, so three weeks, I should say. Uh, Alan Lazard will have, in the three weeks uh, Lazard has played, I believe I'll have to double check, but I believe his stats are going to be better than um, what's his name? I believe that. It just seems like Romeo Dubs is ascending. Well, you know, but here's the thing. Now that he doesn't have Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers is going to need two targets. No doubt. No doubt. You can play them both. I'm I'm not saying. Right. Right. Okay. But I I personally will start Lazard over Dubs. Yeah. You've always been a Lazard truther. Oh, for like four years now, dude. <laughs> it's getting exhausting. It's getting yeah. exhausting, but he's I do truly believe in this dude's ability. He's just been competing with Devontae Adams and now a bunch of rookies. <laughs> I personally um would start uh Alan Lazard over DK Metcalf this week. I'll say that. That's gonna be my bold take. Ooh, that's a tough one, man. I had a hard uh ooh. Tough one. He's, but it's against he's, New Orleans, man. But he's that's so against Detroit. Good. That's against Detroit. This I is against it. New Orleans. I, got, I, I, I fixed myself. I got it. I just I love DK Metcalf, man. That man is so goddamn talented. Like you watch him play, and he's just better than everyone fucking out there, and you can tell. <laughs> like it's it's awesome. I, I don't know. I think I'd still play DK Metcalf, man. <laughs> I, I really would. I'm, all right, hold on. So I think this actually. 
I'm just we're gonna talk about it later. But I think this is a good example of what we're trying to talk about. Let me see if I can find it. <laughs> you can go. DK Metcalf at sixty eight hundred. Or you can go. Oh shit. You gonna go out of the side. What? That can't be true. I can't I can't I had to have missed him. Give me one second. I'm just I was gonna check the DK price. I was gonna try the oh no, I found DK price at sixty eight hundred. I either overlooked Lazard or they don't have him listed as a player that's gonna oh, because he probably has a different he has the London game. Yeah. So he's not included. He's not included in that. Well damn it. Well that would have been a cool little comparison. But no, we don't get it. Yeah. I mean, I, I like, again, like, the talent level is so off the charts. Gino's playing well. Like, I, I don't know. I, again, he's not scoring. But if he does, like, if he scored last week, he had 140 yards. He would have put up a 30-point week. We wouldn't be talking about this. Like, Yeah, dog, you really want to play that game? I know. I know. I know. <laughs> Alan Lazard had 100. No, what I'm saying is, no, what I'm saying is Alan Lazard when his first week without a touchdown got 116 yards and six points, he was a touchdown. You know what I mean? He I had know. 100. He had a seven, He was a, a touchdown away from over 20 point week. It's the eye test for me, though. That's what's the issue. Alan no, Lazard you're stuck like on the name. You're, you're well. I will say they're not. I will. Yes, they don't look the same. No, but, I watch all the games. Like I no, like no, like play, like playing on the like on the play on the field. Yeah, they're not the same player on the field, but their stat lines and productions are too similar right now because one's got a Hall of Fame quarterback and one's got a career backup quarterback. <laughs> yeah, no, I get, I get it, I get it. Um, yeah, I'd still probably go DK. I'd bet on the talent. He could rip one off for eighty yards and a touchdown. It could happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we spent enough on. That. <sighs> On wide receiver, on yeah, on wide receivers or just that one? I was like, I was, I think we've only really talked about like, no, three or four wide receivers. receivers. No wide receivers. So, how do you feel about? Now, this is gonna sound weird. I'm in some deeper leagues, and I, I'm really debating about starting the man, Darnell Mooney, against the Vikings. He had four catches, um, five targets, ninety yards last week. The Vikings' ability, uh, the cushion Vikings give wide receivers, and with the pass rush going, I actually am very pro Darnell Mooney this week. I know. I think I am. I too, think I, scary. I think he. I think he's almost. Let me just double check what the wide receiver touchdown rate for the Vikings is right now. But I am a huge. I think wide receivers are get good against the Vikings. Granted, they have only given up two touchdowns. Two wide receivers, but I, I would came say, so close but to this is the Bears. This is a division. <laughs> this is a divisional matchup against the Bears. So we just gotta think that things are different than typical Vikings. It's one of those games that the Vikings are gonna go into and be like, "There's no way we don't win this." And, and that's going to be it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, and I would be close. They're going to get trounced. <laughs> I just can't imagine the Bears trouncing anyone at this point. No. Okay. So Darnell, right. Darnell Mooney has only uh, seen like 16 targets this year right now is the big oh, issue so there. Yeah, the but, like, is not let's there. Not count, let's not count the first two weeks 
Um, <laughs> because of be- no, because of the rainstorms that the Bears had to play through. They didn't really have to play through. <laughs> was that only the first week? Yeah, they literally don't throw it, man. They don't throw the ball. Yeah. I mean, it's the he's only seen game eleven I've seen. targets the last two weeks. Um, but you know. When he did get the ball in his hands, the first time he's gotten more than two receptions, he did go for 94 yards. We're going against a Vikings team that really does give a lot of space to the wide receivers. I bet this is one of Mooney's higher games. Will he break 94 yards? I don't know. Will he get a touchdown? Probably. You know what I mean? I'll be happy if he gets more than five targets. Literally. Like, if he gets five targets, he'll go. He's a deep threat. Like, he'll go for that kind of distance. He's fast. Um, but my issue is, he sees fucking three targets. Like, he's going to get 20 yards. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, the volume's just not been there at all. It's the most bizarre offense I've seen um, in a long time. They're just not throwing but it. They've given up over 50 yards to wide receivers and uh, like to two two wide receivers have gotten 50 or more yards every week since week two. So I got a good one for you. Darnell Looney against or the DJ Moore. That is a good one. And I actually got to write about DJ Moore, but I can't remember what that matchup is. Who are the Panthers playing again? Uh, it's the Niners. Oh, yeah, the Niners. Yeah, man, DJ Moore, I'm very, you know me, I love that guy. I do, too, but you're going to have Nick Bosa after Baker all day? That's not going to end well. DJ Moore's not going to have any time. Yeah, man, I'm, uh, I think, just think, yeah, it's not, it's not in the cards on this one. Honestly, just for fun, let me go read you my write-up for DJ Moore. So would you say Donald Mooney over DJ Moore? All right, I I probably I probably would do that, but I do not think I ranked them that way this week, and I feel bad about that. <laughs> I mean, it's a bold call, I think. DJ Moore, oh, so DJ Moore is coming off his first double-digit target game of the season, nearly double his per-game average through the first three weeks, but still finished with only 50 yards. Do you know why? He's only... He's only scored once this season, in large part because the Panthers have tried the fourth fewest pass attempts in the red zone. To make matters worse, the 49ers haven't given up a touchdown to wide receiver to a wide receiver since week one and have allowed the tenth fewest yards to the position on the season. In the last three weeks, the wideouts have completed the eighth most receptions against San Francisco's secondary. But he, and here's the fun part. In that same time frame, three wide receivers have been targeted 10 or more times. And all three of them finished with over 95 yards. Hmm. Hmm. So, is this newfound target load by DJ Moore a sign that he's going to get in the role in the offense? And can he join and keep up that trend of double-digit targets? Means a 95-plus yard game. Dude, it was... Or is he going to be the anomaly that ruins my stats so I can't stick with this for the rest of the season because this is such... (sighs) It's fun when these patterns keep up. And you're like, two weeks ago this happened, and four weeks ago this happened, and six weeks ago this happened. I think, based on watching the game last week, DJ Moore, squeaky, Squeaky Wheel gets the grease. This was one of those games. They were force feeding him, 100%. Uh, they yeah. were making sure he touched the ball more times than he was. Um, 
that's why his yardage was low because I mean, yeah, it was still only finished 50 yards. That they were just whipping to him. Um, so, you know, that's fine. Baker looks fucking horrendous. He is, he is horrific. He needs to be out of the league. I mean, he has been awful. I can't believe Man, I really they, thought he had it in him. And the, yeah, like you said, this is just like nailing the coffin. They have to be excited to get Darnold back. Like, it's that bad. I mean, yeah, right. Darnold ran a better offense than Baker's running right now. It's, it's horrific. He's missing them so wide open. I I don't know how you can play him. I think I would play Darnold Mooney over DJ Moore this week. It's 100. it's tough. I love DJ Moore, but like Baker how can we, get him the freaking ball. How are we feeling about Jerry Judy though, man? Not great. Yeah. I don't feel great about the Broncos, man. They just Broncos. lost Devontae. That's why, gonna be a why, blow. Are they, why aren't they looking good, man? Their team's so good. Why aren't they looking good? I don't understand it. Russell Wilson looks like shit. Like what happened? Corden Sutton, Sutton, I think, is the only one that can play. Not not play, yeah. sorry. But he's but the only get, one that you can play for fantasy that's like you're not scared about. Russell Wilson didn't have a bad week last week, but I get what you're saying by not being scared about it. was his first week in four weeks. No. Like, yeah, I get oh what you're saying God. by not being scared about yeah. it. Yeah. Here's kid. what I gotta here's what I gotta do. Alright, so we're certain Derek Carr over Russell Wilson. Are you starting Zach? Are you starting Zach? I know, I know, I know. But are you going to start Zach Wilson over Russell Wilson? Just to set that Uh, line really quick. Are you starting Zach Wilson over Russell Wilson? All right. right. Probably not. Indy's melting down. No, no, no. No, no. We're not talking anymore about it. We're not talking anymore about it. That was it. Anyone playing Indianapolis. Let me go there. We're going to running We got to go to running backs because we are literally almost at an hour and we have not talked about running backs. Or DFS. We are supposed to only be an hour long show. Or DFS. We're going to close the show with DFS. Tight ends. I killed it with the Gerald Everett call. Fuck you, everybody. (laughs) I am awesome. And Kyle Pitts, boy. <laughs> and Kyle Pitts, just someone give the man oh, a ball. You know, I someone who can him. get him the ball. He just needs someone that can get him the ball. Anyway, all right, running backs. Who are your running backs you are excited to look at this week? So, can you like, believe that fantasy fo- fantasy pros has Khalil Herbert as twelfth top running back right now? I do. His matchup is great this week. He looks He's so good. He awesome. is the one per he is the one person. Um we are in a contract, uh Dynasty League, hard to explain, not gonna get into it. But he was part of our um trade I made. I got rid of Khalil Herbert too. And I only did because I did not sign him a contract on a contract that I wanted to. I thought I should might almost gave him one of my three years. But I didn't, and I only traded him away because I know he'll be in the free agency draft this year. Yep. So literally the only reason I was willing to part with him is because I know he'd be in the free agency draft this year. And I'll have a anyway. job in Chicago next year, 100%. Move forward. Um, how, how, how are we feeling about James Conner lately? Gross, as we've always felt about James Conner. I've never, I've never liked James Conner, but what I will say is the man has successfully, like, Always been able to get score, touchdowns and points. Yeah, sure, whatever. But <laughs> but that I, but that that has regressed immensely this year. No, and he constantly is getting injured during games. They give you these fucking goose eggs. Like, oh, 
I don't know. I can't stand James Conner. I it, the Arizona looks bad too. They're having to constantly they're constantly falling in these fourteen to zero, twenty one to zero holes that they're having to throw their way out of. So game script isn't working for him either. I yeah, he's just yeah. I don't like him at all. I like you know you know Benjamin Moore. All right. I'm gonna name. I'm gonna give you two stat lines. Don't look at running back stat lines. I'm gonna give you two current season stat lines. I want to tell you. Tell me who. Try to guess who these people are. So this one is 70 attempts for 336 yards. He has two rushing touchdowns, 14 targets for 12 receptions, and 90 yards. This other 76 uh, rushing attempts for 306 yards. He only he has three touchdowns. Has been targeted 12 times. Caught eight of those receptions for 91 yards. Pretty similar, like you know, pretty close, right? Yeah. Who's who? Literally, honestly, exact amount. Let's say their point differential in the season is less than point. Don't look at the stats. Just try to guess it. I'm not. I'm looking at the games just so I can remember the running backs to play. Um, sure, Rashad Penny and uh, let's go Zeke. Josh Jacobs is the one with 336 yards, two touchdowns. And Derrick Henry is the 306 with three touchdowns. Yep. So yep. they're te- like literally, like I said, there's a point, there's a 0.9 points between them in total. Yeah, I took Josh ton. Jacobs. But Josh Jacobs, man, he's always so overlooked, but the dude is so consistently right between that like running back seven and running back 11. You know what I, I mean? I will never understand his ADP over the offseason. It never ma- it drops immensely yeah. every time. Like he's gonna get signed on next year, somewhere next year, and he's gonna be like, like the Chargers. And this he's could be, be so better. crazy. Yeah. That's gonna be so crazy. So Josh he's Jake. also he's also only like a month older than Najee Harris. He's twenty four years old. It feels like oh, he's, he's so way young. Older, he's he taking has. a shit ton of work though. That's the thing is he yeah. has a lot more miles. But he looks goddamn good. He he's always looked good. He looked really good last week. I mean, he's looked good all year. He looks like one of the best backs in the league. Good. Um. So yeah, I mean, you got you playing Josh Jacobs. Um. And now he's getting his uh, now he's getting about like pass attempts. Yeah, oh, like, you know sure what is. I mean. Yeah, he's already you know last year you got to see fifty four, and right now he's already on pace to see more than that. So. I want a zero more RB. targets. I want a or zero. He got sixty four targets, and he's more than that. Yeah. I want a zero RB build in one of my dynasty leagues. Went heavy on receivers. Two zero RBs I picked: Josh Jacobs, Clyde edwards helaire that team is yep. rocking it right now uh, just because of those late round darts. It's just speaking, paid off. Speaking of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire's five touchdowns on the season, it's already more It's already more than he's had all year. I'm worried about the usage. He had six in 2021, and he had five in 2020, and he is already at five this year. I mean, again, I'm worried about his usage, but for where you drafted him, pick 100 you know, for being the fourth RB through four weeks, like he's already done more than I expected him to. <laughs> but what? Well, wanna know why? Because last year he in, in total he only saw twenty three targets through four weeks. He's already seen fourteen. Yeah. No. That's... Granted, he did only play ten games last year, but like his his pace right now is higher than his pace has ever been at this point. Yeah, and it makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. What are you doing about the Rams backfield? You playing either? Man, 
They can't run the ball. If you're going to play one, you can almost just play both because you're just going to hope one of them has a good game shit. Yeah. I, they just can't I'm, run the ball. Neither of them are having good games. I have, I have a lot of leagues where I have both of them on my team, and I just have to bench both of them now. And they're going against Dallas, which I don't love the matchup either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, I'm uh, I'm nervous about the um, right now. I'm a send wait. I'm sorry if you have them. I have them. You can't drop them. You can't drop either of them. Nope. But you can't play either of them either. No, you, you can't. Do Do you like Devin Singletary over them this week against Pittsburgh? Yeah, yeah, I would totally play. Um, I would totally play. I know that's uh their defense. Pittsburgh Steelers, I think, are decent against uh, receivers and stuff right now. And I think the big thing you have to look at for Singletary would be, like, receptions. Yep, I agree. I think I would, too. And the Steelers have given up the 10th most receiving yards to running backs so far. So here's a tough one. Chase Edmonds or either Cam Akers or Daryl Henderson. Uh, Edmonds against the Jets. Yeah. So, because, and this is a big one. We really need to talk about, we we need to really talk about running backs because Jonathan Taylor got ruled out today. And if you weren't quick enough to play Naeem Hines before you listen to this podcast, you are scrambling to find out what to do at running back. Um, I think, uh, you know, what's interesting here is my, uh, like, so you might be looking at someone, I just saw Michael Carter and Brees Hall have the same amount of receptions. (laughs) Dude, Brees Hall, though. Awesome. He's looking good. He's looking great. Oh. Yeah, he's exactly what you. He's exactly what you were hoping you were getting. Yeah, he's exciting. I'm excited to see yep. his trajectory. He'll keep taking more work. No yep. doubt. Yeah, he his his uh contribution is only going to grow throughout the year. I think he's going to end up being a league winner for people in yep. the end of the season for sure. Uh, I agree with you on that. Um, and yeah, I think you actually might have been talking and calling that earlier in the year. Yeah. Oh, I, I've always been a big, big Brees Hall fan. I thought he was going to be a stud straight from the get go. Um, you know, the other one I'm kind of disappointed on, but I think that this might be his breakout game is uh, ETN. Um, yeah, I'm hoping so too. I, I mean, think I'm, against the Texans, I'm, I like it. Oh, so here's a fun. Are you starting ETN or AJ Dillon? Oh, that's a tough one. I actually have that decision in multiple leagues, and I'm going ETN. All right, because I have I have start uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Uh, I'm starting Clyde Edwards Hilaire in the flex that week because I'm not sure about Amon Ra's status. Yep. But I'll have uh, Dylan, ETN, and Clyde Edwards Hilaire, and I have to pick which one I want to start. That's tough. I just like ETN's matchup. Like, if he's going to pay off, he's going to pay off now, yep. right? Yeah. Like, this if this this is this is the make it break it moment for ETN. If he doesn't do it here. He's just another bench wide receiver him and, or a bench uh, running back. Him and James Robinson saw really uh, just a very few amount of carries because of all the turnovers last week. So I don't think last week was a good representation. But him and James Robinson are splitting the, like they really are splitting the work pretty evenly, right. other than pass downs, which ETN's getting the edge. Like it's it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It's just a matter of when. Uh, well, that's what I'm saying. This this has to be the week for me to yep. be willing to keep investing in him. Fantasy wise, he's already kind of fucked you over four weeks. So yeah, right. he's got to start paying off. This has for to sure. be the week. This has to be the week for me to want to keep investing in him. Um, Rashad Penny. Uh, he has a tough matchup against the. Who did we just decide? God, I'm so Saints. bad at this. The Saints. 
Um, I think because of the passing game, they are going to need to get his volume up, and he will be touching the ball quite a bit. I think Rashad Penny is a good pivot move, and he had an amazing week last week. I'm nervous um, about this matchup. I'm nervous about the matchup, but if you're trying to find someone to fill in for Jonathan Taylor for you on a short notice. I just don't think you can, for the same reason that we were just talking about, I don't think you can take the Seahawks last week and like apply it to other weeks. Like They're just not going to score that many points. They're not going to play that fast. I No, I'm, I agree, but what I'm saying, but you have Jonathan Taylor. You're out Jonathan Taylor. For sure. Who are you looking for? Who are you looking to start? For Jonathan Taylor, maybe Damian Pierce if you manage to draft him too. You know, but then you're are you starting Damian Pierce or Ramadre Stevenson? That might actually be a situation people find themselves in. I'm starting Damian Pierce just because he's going to get the line share of the work, but that's really what I'm basing it off of. Uh, I think we're I love Stevenson's matchup. I do, um, but he's going to get 12 carries, 10 carries. He's going to split it with Damian Harris. Um, which again, if he doesn't fall in the end zone. You're, you're not going to be happy with the performance. He could get 100 yards. It would only be 10 points. Um, so it doesn't really matter. Um, yeah, that's kind of what I think. I can understand that. All right, Damian Pierce or Khalil Herbert? Khalil Herbert. He looks really good. And the Bears are so committed to running it. You know he's going to get the carries. I mean, he's going to have 20. Um, how, long, how long is Montgomery out now? I think he's still questionable. I, okay. He's not expected he's just, to play, but like there is a chance. But you can play whichever one runs. In it. I mean, if you obviously can't play Herbert if Montgomery's there, but I would play Montgomery. Um, the matchup's pretty good. It's divisional, and again, they're so committed to running it. You just know the volume's going to be there. Um, the other one that is a really dark horse that you could probably scoop up off your waiver still. Cordell Patterson went on IR. Um, this definitely opens the road for Tyler Algier. He had eighty yards and a touchdown last week. And, Dam- and Damian Williams is out too. So yeah, and I'm not worried I, about you Damian know Williams. Damian Williams has been a no. He's on IR. Up. He's on IR. He's yeah, not. He he's on. He, to okay. my point, I even when he comes saying. back, I'm not too nervous, right? I don't think he's really going to take that much work away from Algier. Algier is a six-two, two-twenty bruising pound back. Damian Williams is much smaller. Um, so I think he needed the passing work a little bit, but Tyler Algier's not going to get that much passing work. Again, you're scooping a running back up off the waiver wire here. You're hoping he falls in the end zone. This is going to be a tough matchup yeah. for him, but if he takes that starting job and he keeps growing on it, it's going to look good over the next four weeks, and you're going to be a week early on him, which is going to be really nice for your team. Yeah, I think if you get Algier right now, you are getting you are getting him for a steal. Hopefully, he didn't go in your waiver wire. I know some people are holding on to him, but he is going to be, yes, I think. And I always thought once he had the opportunity, he was going to take that over. And with Patterson going on the IR, this is it. Yep. Yeah, I absolutely think it's it. Um, and again, are you starting him? I don't know that you're starting him this week, but okay. I would I would put him on the bench this week. For sure, uh, because again, I don't think I don't think he'll be on the bench next. Like if he does have a good game against Tampa, which I don't think he will, there's no world in where you'll be able to get him next week unless you're number one waiver. What do you think of Nick Chubb being having the most fantasy points of running backs right now? I think it's actually Saquon Barkley. Uh, I sorry in this PPR version. 
Oh yeah, no, non PBR. I think it is Nick Chubb. Because um, Nick Chubb, because Nick, uh, well, that does make sense. Nick Chubb has five touchdowns. I think is the big difference there. Yeah, I think Saquon's number one in PBR. I think Nick Chubb's number one in. It's close. Let me, um, let, me let me see what happens if I do ESPN PPR. Um, I mean, I love Nick Chubb. I think this is exactly what you're expecting from him. He's still not catching passes, but he's running so goddamn well that he's number one. I mean, we saw Derrick Henry do it. You know, a couple of years ago, we ran for 2,000 yards and had a career year on no catches. Like, it's possible. I've always kind of faded Nick Chubb just because if you don't get catches, it's not likely. Um, right. And so, you know, that's kind of and caps your ceiling. But, you know, the running back landscape is pretty dismal. Uh, and it seems to get, like, worse year after year for whatever reason. So, um, like, Nick Chubb is looking like one of the best. Uh, and if you draft him, definitely happy. <laughs> for sure. Um, uh, Melvin Gordon with Javante Williams going out. People are going to be scrambling too. Hopefully, you have that Melvin Gordon. How are you feeling about him this year? How yeah. about you feeling about him going forward? You know, I feel fine. I would feel better if uh, the Broncos were better. Period. Um, right. Yeah. But you know, he's gonna he's gonna be the featured back. I think. At least for well, the, yeah, he's going to get three downs a bag. You know, Mike Boone's going to be in there for a change of pace role, but it's going to be the Melvin Gordon show in the backfield, and he's probably not going to put up astronomical numbers. But you know what Melvin Gordon can really do to make his weeks look a lot better? Is bust out a 40-yard touchdown just out sure. of nowhere. Just out of nowhere. And maybe average three yards a carry outside of that one touch, but get a 40-yard touchdown just to get that little pad on his stats. And, you know, who knows? Maybe that'll happen a little more now that he has more opportunity. Another thing to pay attention to, Mike Boone. And so, again, Melvin Gordon, 30-year-old running back. What do 30-year-old running backs do? They get injured when they have the line share. It happens. They're, yep. They can't handle it. Um, so, looking at the backups predicting the future here, Mike Boone is there. They also just signed Latavius Murray, though, which I think is really interesting. Um, Did he get signed and then released from the Saints? Yeah. They just signed him for that week and then cut him? Yeah, I'm not sure how it worked. I don't know if he was just elevated from the practice squad that week, but they signed Latavius Murray uh, this week. So I don't know that he'll chip away at anything this week, but something to pay attention to. I'm not convinced that like Mike Boone is the all-and-be-all handcuff for Melvin Gordon. I think it's going to be more of a – if Melvin Gordon does go down – I do think it's going to be more of a Mike Boone, Latavius Murray split that they'll run rather than just Mike Boone getting oh, the line shit. Here. He was on the Saints practice squad and then he just got signed to uh, the Broncos? Yep. That's funny as shit, bro. Of course they did that. That's such a good move. I would say because they have Mike Boone and went and signed Latavius Murray off someone's practice squad, I would pick up Latavius Murray before I picked up Mike Boone because Latavius Murray can play football he's not you know what i mean he's like you said he's old so he's not as like he's gonna be good (laughs) yeah but but you know who else was 32 and was doing exactly what he's doing and still being able to be productive every now and then carlos hyde no no i was gonna i was gonna say carlos hyde and frank gore gotcha you know no no, i and i and yeah. truthfully, if the offense starts humming, it doesn't matter if he's back there, right? You're going to exactly. be able to play him just because the offense is doing well. I would like to see the offense do better before like, I fully believe in this. Like I said, and that does lead Melvin Gordon getting injured. But yes, I do. Melvin, if the, if the Broncos offense is functioning well, Melvin Gordon's a, pl- a great play. So but right you, now, they're just not doing that great. 
What do you think? Uh, have you been paying attention? Being the uh, Viking summer you are, I'm sure you have been. But I'm curious is what you think about Dalvin Cook. The shoulder? Have you seen the? Yeah, he. It sounds like he's gonna play. I don't think it. It doesn't sound like it's slowing him down. Are you nervous though? I'm nervous. Uh, I don't think it's a degenerative shoulder. I don't think you run with your shoulder, so. No, hundred percent. But have you seen the brace he has on? I've never seen anything like it. It's probably the same brace he was wearing two years ago when he went through this shit. Probably. He's, but he's got, he was diagnosed with degenerative shoulder tissue or whatever, which means it's never getting better. So, um, um, so he's going to be out of the, yeah, damn, he, that's going to end his career early too. Well, you know, if that's problem, you know, better go stash Madison. Um, keep an eye on it. I think he's, he's still practicing this week. So I'm not too worried about it. I think he'll go. He just doesn't look like his normal self is more my concern. You know, happens when you enter your sixth year in the league. Yeah, it's a running back. I totally get it. All right, we'll move on. DFS, and then we'll end. Oh, DFS, and we got caught because, yeah, it's late, and we've had some little couple of more issues. You All didn't right, let's pop- fly through this. All right. So I probably would have changed this lineup now, but because here I am, here I am. I started before we started this episode. I went with Trevor Lawrence as my quarterback. I went with Kareem Hunt and Damian Pierce as my running backs. Um, I paid fifty six for T Law. I paid six thousand for Kareem Hunt. I went Damian Pierce for sixty two. I just like the the matchups there. Um, I went uh, Hollywood Brown against Philadelphia. I know that one was hard, but I think he's just a good receiver. Uh, I went Christian Kirk for the stack at 6,600. Curtis Samuel at 5,800 just because I think that volume, that game's going to be crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. I went Njoku against Cleveland because, you know, if someone's going to score a touchdown, I hope it's David Njoku. And then I went Garrett Wilson with the Jets against Miami because, you know, Zach Wilson's going to go crazy. And then I did my homer pick of Vikings against the Bears because the Bears really haven't been a powerful offense this year. I like it. I like it a lot, actually. Um, all right, going through mine, um, I went with a little bit different of an approach. I paid up a quarterback. I went Jalen Hurts at 8,100. Um, I just think he's going to do really well against Arizona. Arizona's defense has looked horrific. Um, running back, I went with Travis Etienne. He's 5,100. I just thought that that was bottom of the barrel for someone against Houston that's a talented player. Uh, then I went Brees Hall uh, against Miami for 5400 Again, I just think he's priced too low there. Um, so I went running back pretty cheap, but I actually like both my options. Wide receivers, uh, I went A.J. Brown to stack with Hurts at 7500 I think he's due for a big week. Um, and I, Arizona secondary, I don't think is actually that good. I just don't think anyone passes on them in the second half because they're already up 21 points. Jalen Waddell is what I went next. Uh, Miami against the Jets, uh, 6,700 again. I thought it was good value. Jalen Waddell can pop off, uh, and the Jets, you know, aren't that great. They typically are in high-scoring games. I then went Garrett Wilson, good call by you, uh, against Miami. Just a skinny stack there. Oh, I mean, that's why you were smiling. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I also went David Njoku at tight end uh, for all the same reasons you just stated. 3,800, super cheap. Uh, and then I went Chris Olave in my flex at 57. I like that one. Um, and that went really well. I really like this team. I think it's strong all the way across. 
Um, and then defense, I went, uh, I don't actually a little bit extra cash to play with, which I never do. Typically I go bottom of barrel defense. I went the Cowboys at 2,500, uh, against the Rams. I just think the Rams are a mess right now. And it looks like they're breaking down. Uh, that offensive line is bad. And that's kind of where my guy Super Bowl hangover. Gonna, yeah. So where my guy Parsons is going to really benefit. So, uh, yeah, I went them and Stafford throws a ton of picks. I, think that he'll throw one in this game for sure. All right. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. That was an awesome Made episode. I actually really like this episode. I have, to take a, I have to run in the bathroom, so I'm going to call it quits. <laughs> Thank you, y'all. Have a great day. Good luck. Peace.